Training, mindset, integrity, incremental improvement. What can you do better today? Start right here with the Pandola Project. Hey now, welcome back to another episode of the Pandola Project. As always, I get to be your host, and I'm Matt Pandola, and I have Mr. Chad Sweet with me today. How are we doing today? Oh, I guess I'm all right. <laughs> just, just, just all right. We had a long month. We put in a lot of work, so I think uh, it's we're kind of catching our our second breath here. We're get we're getting a little bit more of our second wind, and feels good to be done with these projects. But really excited to have them finally out. I know we just launched yesterday our new product and we're here to talk a little bit about what this is going to do for our listeners so chad you were the man behind the scenes on all this like you know in oz when you got that guy behind the curtain and he's actually doing all the work and i'm like dorothy out there trying to find my way home (laughs) i didn't know what the heck i was doing most of the time and i'm just clicking my heels and why am i not getting home but I finally found the man behind the curtain that could help me with all this, so I really appreciate it. It's been amazing this month, so thanks for all the help. But uh, I th- wait a second, wait a second. I th- I think you're you're coming short here on the analogy. You know, the man behind the curtain, he didn't really do anything. It was Dorothy that did everything. Oh, she did. Yeah, and oh. everybody like the lion and the Tin Man, they had it all along. Oh, they I didn't see. even need the guy behind the curtain. Oh, oh, that's right. Well, I, I guess. She, well, then I insulted I feel, you. I, yeah, I'm offended right now. Well, offended. <laughs> I meant to meant it to be a good thing, but uh, before we lose all our listeners here, we wanted to just talk about what it is that we made these programs for, who we made them for, and and most importantly, why we made the programs. So I'll start off with this: we we designed a program that was a self assessment in the start, so that the the person that was at home could really do a proper evaluation of where they needed to start their programming for their biomechanics. Now, I know this stuff, it gets incredibly detailed. And over the last 20 years, pouring in what I thought was the best of of the assessments and assessments that we felt like somebody could do on their own with the guidance of our videos and uh, also the instructions that we have set up in the program. This was something, a real passion of mine. I've worked for years with various different uh, strength coaches and physical therapists and and of course with the athletes that I that I get to serve over the years and really looking at what serve them best. And this is something I wanted to get out to everyone because really looking at programs out there online, the reason why I always sort of, I said, you know, brick and mortar, brick and mortar, this has to be done by somebody who knows what they're looking at. This has to be done by somebody who's spent enough time and experience to say, these are the movements that I'm looking at with this particular person. And because I'm looking at this, now I am going to challenge you with this in a daily protocol to set up better movement quality, better biomechanics for you. And for a long time, I just said, you know, it can't be done online. But then COVID hit and there was all these sort of silver linings that we got out of 2020 because we ended up spending a lot of time just thinking about how we could get this proper programming out to people. 
that way, when I give strength programming, I know that the person is sort of receiving it well. And that's what I think of as setting the table up for success. So I just didn't want to put out just another sort of Sorry, but I think a lot of these programs are very generic. And, and if you don't fit into uh, a particular mold, then you don't necessarily get out of the program what the intention was. So I didn't want to leave people behind because they didn't do an initial assessment with me personally. And I'm very proud of what we came up with. And before I go any further, I want to make sure that I give a lot of credit here to Mr. Bobby McGee who, again, as you've, if you listen to my podcast for any period of time, you know Bobby is, um, he's, he's, he's uh, to me, the, one of the best running coaches in the world, and a lot of top runners would verify that. But I think he's just one of the best coaches, period, in the world. And so I did a lot of sort of assessing and reassessing with him. We actually took athletes through this assessment together and really sharpened in on things that we felt would help people the most. So this this is not something we just pushed out in the last month. This is something that we compiled over many, many years and years. I mean, with Bobby, even the last, I'd say, six years. And before that, we're looking at 20 years of, of my programming and assessments. So this is something that took a long time to really create, but we turned it into an online product in the last six weeks, and it's pretty much what we've been you know, living and breathing. So um, really appreciate everybody's patience, but the reason why I didn't put out something sooner is because I didn't believe that I had something that would really serve people best yet, and now I do. I can honestly say I'm very, very excited and happy about this this program. Before I keep going, uh, Chad, your your thoughts on what this was like to put together? Well, uh, you know, I just like to start off by mentioning the name of the program because you didn't say that at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not the greatest. At, uh, did I go off on a tangent? Did I do that? Uh, um, so it's a Pandola Project online training, um, and Pandola Project is really. Uh, it's a brain child. It's a physical child. It is uh, a body child um, of the work that you've been doing with athletes for 20 years, probably. Um, and uh, it, it, I think that what you were saying about the difference uh, between this program and many other programs where you sort of have to fit into the mold because what they do oftentimes is, is other programs often uh, just put out a good movement. This is a good movement. Yeah, sure. It's a great movement, maybe. But should everyone be doing it? You don't know. You can't know until you've been assessed. And that's, you know, as going back to the point you were making before, that was part of the hurdle is how can how can you assess somebody if they're not right in front of you? If you can't see around their body, if you can't uh, look at this cue and look at that cue and say, okay, how does that feel? Whatever. That's the hard part. That's where the real work comes in, and that's why it took so long to get out our first series on this uh, uh, Pendola Project online training, which is just the self-assessment and base series, because uh, that's really hard to do when 
you're not sitting in the same room as these people. But I think what what you've done with Bobby and your athletes over the last uh, uh, couple of years and, and specifically over the last several months is say, okay, how can we make this so somebody can do a self-assessment series? So it's easy enough for them to go, okay, this is the movement I need to try. And if it's optimal, great. If it's non-optimal, then... Uh, these are the movements to help me get to that optimal state in this uh, assessment. Yeah, no, and th- this is where I have to mention, we call it the you-know-when-10 assessments. And picking 10 movements, it's like <laughs> picking my favorite children. Um, but Bobby came up with the you-know-when part when he kept saying, you know when this dot, dot, dot is happening with an athlete, you know, when they're losing power or, you know, when they're trying to gain more mobility, you know, when they lack stability, you know, when, you know, when, so we decided, let's just call it the, you know, when, and then let's pick out 10 movements. Now, 10 also rhymes with, you know, when, but (laughs) this was, you like your rhymes. I like my rhymes. Yes. But, and I I went initially, I whittle it down to 27 movements. I think it was. And, and then eventually down to uh, 12 movements and then 10. Well, when we, when we started out, when I first came on board with this project, we had two separate series. We had the active assessment, passive assessment, and each one of those had 20 movements. In yeah, them. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was originally, yeah. It's, and, and this is the thing is they're all important. But what we did is we started looking at what areas constantly kept coming up and how to break those down into digestible content. So again, somebody who's not a physical therapist or been a strength coach all their lives, they, they don't know exactly what they're looking at. So you know, you're know, you not going to sit there and measure degrees of range for yourself. That's not going to happen. We took movements that not only you can look at the differences in symmetry, but easily and effectively. So these movements, a lot of them also have a very much a compounded effect. In other words, one movement is actually telling us several different things. Now, the nice part is that you don't, as an athlete, and by the way, everyone who has goals to be more healthy, fit, functional, uh, and I say functional as in relative to your needs, your biomechanical needs, and of course, goals like running your first uh, 10K or improving a PR or just being able to enjoy playing with your grandkids in the park. They, these, these areas are all important. And although we have a lot of runners and triathletes, this is a series that we start off with that is, I think, really important for any person and the person comes first well it is called relative readiness right and that's that's um you have a we have a a great video in the series where you really explain what it means to be relative and you know we all kind of have a concept of you know what is relative but when you're talking about it specifically as it comes to uh physical functioning you know and being able to either reach a, a an athletic goal or just reach a life goal. I mean, that's that's the relativity uh, we're kind of talking about here. Yeah, and I love that you brought up this part because, again, I talk a lot about 
what is the the word functional has been I think really misu- been misused quite a bit, and so I started to come up with relative as to me a better term, explaining that essentially. How does this apply to you specifically? And again, with your your mechanics, but also your why? Because somebody who does not desire to get involved in competitive Olympic weightlifting or somebody who's not trying to get on a stage um, for a bodybuilding show and get down to sub 5% body fat, you know, these these are very, very unique niches, yet you'd be surprised how many programs really seem to be built off of these very small categories that most people don't have a why for. And even when it comes to our elite triathletes and runners, endurance athletes, these are not areas that we need to spend our time and energy on. So when it comes to anything from your biomechanics to your nutrition, I, I believe that we need to have a more relative answer to these goals that is really going to give us better bang for our buck, essentially. And the energy cost involved is is really, really important subject that I think that we have to be able to address because essentially I can sum it up this way. I was talking to, I'm very fortunate. I'm, I won't say who right now, but eventually I think I'll have her on the podcast. But I was talking to one of the, she's a world champion and uh, athletes, and and I started working with her recently. And I said, you know, it's not that these movements that you're you've been doing are bad movements. There's really not bad movements in my opinion, but you have already so much time and energy you're spending on your training to 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 reach these goals. And is it serving you? to spend an hour doing all these different strength movements, but even more so spending more energy on these movements that don't really apply to your why. Because she's already good. She's, she's already good, but more importantly is her specific biomechanic needs and recovery needs, those need to be addressed. And how we address them is by looking at her you know when 10 and saying, okay, we have now understood that it comes down to these specific movements through your complex to work on. And now we have a specific protocol we're able to set up for you. So when you're doing these movements, I believe that you should follow a progression. It's what I call your optimization first, and that's optimizing your biomechanics and that's regardless of the sport or even the goal. Just let's get you moving better for you. But when you talk about range of motion, for example, not all of us are built the same way. So, again, a lot of programming is built off of let's just take doing something like an Olympic lift or even something simpler like a, a uh, we'll, we'll bring up a squat or a pull-up or a push-up, things that most people do. The, the range of motion that that person is doing and how they're doing it, why they're doing it, those come down to specific needs. And so those are all great movements, but understanding how you can uh, apply these movements is, is so, so important so that you can get the most out of the movements and start to hone in on, well, geez, maybe my breathing 
technique is actually the part that I should be working on more right now than getting in more reps. So that's all in the program. We start off with understanding breathing technique, for example. And this is where I think it really separates the, and, and, and creates more of the individual results because I have yet to meet an athlete that doesn't need to work on breathing out more than they're breathing in. Yet when I watch them do their training, they're not even really focused on that. So their movements now are oftentimes with, we say there's no courage in defeated mechanics. That's Bobby saying they're with defeated mechanics because we've actually gotten really good at compensating because uh, the first, the very first thing is that we didn't learn how to breathe through these movements properly. And to take it a step further, I would say that the clients that we have taken through this programming all say, okay, I thought these movements were going to be really simple for me. On paper, it looked really simple, but it was really challenging because I actually had to start with this specific breathing technique. And now it's getting me to really focus on the movement, and I call it FIT, focused intentional training. Because if you're not getting in that focus first, then to me, they're just workouts. And the difference is that training has a specific plan for you, whereas workouts are just that. They're just, they're just putting in workouts that are sort of random and unplanned. And a lot of people do understand the differences, but not sp- starting with your specific needs. Even the best training plan can still be a workout. So uh, I think that that's an important part of what makes this program unique. And I would say that going into a progression for this first month in the program, what you're really doing is you're learning your base training because it is base training, but for a protocol that will serve you all the way through your entire year. You end up getting really good at these movements to where now you're adjusted. These movements might have been hard at the beginning and they might have even gotten you a little bit sore, but not overly sore. The just enough where you're dosing in these movements so that you can progress and keep progressing because it's that athlete that has served these needs that will end up missing less days to actually do the things they love to do because we can we can't avoid injuries but we can certainly reduce them we can also improve your overall energy system development recovery those type of things because we are properly integrating and dosing and that is the final part is that integration so we have the optimization and we really work on optimizing our patterns our breathing all of that is so so important and then we keep moving through these progressions to where we are comfortable with them but more importantly we're confident with them so eventually these movements even become great intercept movements between your strength training and so I will finish with this part of it but you have your base training you have your strength training and you have your power training I believe that most people in their base training they are not optimizing their their structure or their base there so by putting in movements off of your own self-assessment you're optimizing that so now when you do the strength training you're really able to start to get the benefits and even understand some of the movements that will serve you better so finally when you get in the power training it it's really really effective for any goal that you that you have 
Yeah, I, you know, I think that uh, this roadmap, because really what you're giving people is there is a roadmap that they can follow to get to whatever point that their uh, body and their uh, desires are telling them to get to. Um, and and as they follow this roadmap, you know, what what do you think is the like a typical uh, day? Like somebody gets here and they start the self-assessment and maybe they are non-optimal in, you know, four of the of the 10 movements Then you know, then then what do they do? Yeah, so this this is I'm glad you brought this this up and I think because you have helped me out so much on on this side of things you're starting to now see it and understand it. But it can be overwhelming when you say I've got now I've have I can have I was that trainer at one point that was so excited about all these things I found. I would give clients an hour of protocol that they had to do right? And that protocol was not something that they were going to stick to. So for me, what I did is I wanted to make it digestible. So coming up with these 10 movements, really what it did is it broke it down into just four main categories. And what we were able to do is find the best movements to do in each category. So if you had something that was more of a restriction, in your ankle complex or if you had something that was more of a restriction in your shoulder complex those come down to just following a uh, a few main movements to do regardless of where where those restrictions were from in the um, internal rotation or in the extension it these movements will combine needs so that one movement is actually serving both of those purposes and that was the hardest part is to figure out that 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 was hours and hours i i will say that um, as you know i i spent more than 30 hours just putting together just what those movements should be and it was it was a lot of work but i'm i'm glad that i was able to uh, to find more effective movements with less overall time to do it so essentially you know, you don't have 30 movements you have to do. You just end up having a few movements that we need to focus on. But more importantly, you're going to be able to do this more frequently because it doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of time. Like how much time do you think somebody should be spending? You know, once they do their, they get their assessment, they figure out the the places where they're non-optimal. They go through the uh, the basics series, which is all about breathing. And then they move into rotation station, which uh, includes a, a couple of different uh, videos that really take you through how to uh, warm up really essentially is kind of what it is. And then go into the protocol for uh, dealing with their non-optimal uh, 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 assessments. How much time is this all going to take then? Well, I like protocol to take about 8 to 12 minutes um, that's you know, it per day. That's Eight it. to twelve minutes. That's it. But you know, I will say in the in the beginning, uh, you have to learn the movements, and you have to. It takes more time to be able to really even just taking the time to view the videos and and understanding the movement properly, and and so that can take a little bit more time. But that's why I suggested in the design that we start with just one set for that reason, and also because. 
sometimes we can get sore just from one set. Now, getting sore is not a bad thing. We just don't want to get overly sore. And so then it gives you time to learn it. And I've learned this with athletes that I've worked with is it's more digestible. I used to start off with two sets of everything, but I, I learned that that even could be a bit much to start. If an athlete is, they have a long gym age and they're doing this program, I think even the most elite athletes should be starting with this program. And I can say if the gold medalist, Gwen Jorgensen, that I'm working with, if, uh, if she's uh, able to do this movement and this movement series and digest it at her level, then I think anybody should uh, say, hey, maybe I should start with this too. So I really encourage anybody of any level to start with this process, not skip it. And then uh, when the actual training is involved, I say it's about 30 to 40 minutes, and I suggest two to maybe up to four times a week. But you'll see in the progression that I show on the spreadsheets that there's it's completely what works for you so there's sometimes it's going to be twice in a week and sometimes it's going to be more but it really kind of depends on how you're recovering how you're adjusting even when you go into the next part of the process and we're looking at going uh, from optimization we can dose in a little bit more of activation, but then go back to optimization and then finally progress all the way to integration. So it's optimization, activation, integration in these stages. And it, you might go through it in just one month or it might take you two months. That's the other part that is shown as examples in our program. It just, it really comes down to you. But again, I will take somebody like Gwen as an example Gwen she was going through these movements for six weeks we concentrated on them for so we didn't rush this pattern and the main thing was that she gained confidence in these positions so uh, for for her and and countless others that I've worked with this has worked and it just there 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 are obviously individual patterns and individual experiences and needs so i suggest at least going through these patterns for a month but sometimes i think two months and there are cases where it's better off with three months especially with what i would call my aging athletes i always take three months to do to get through these patterns so you're talking about anywhere from a month to three months depending on how quickly we're able to really adapt and, uh, and, and get in the proper stress uh, adaptions through these phases. And we're all different that way. It can, it can also, we have to can include things like how much uh, we're able to get for rest and what our sleeping cycles are, how much stress we're going through if we're, if we're managing a, a, a lot in our life at the time, whether it's, uh, you know, running a company or having four kids running around, right? Um, th these, these are a lot of stresses we have to, we have to look at, or maybe you're upping your mileage in your, in your weekly programs. Um, these are things we have to consider. So that's all part of the program to consider these things. And for other people, maybe this is the only thing they're focused on so they can maybe get through it in a shorter amount of time. And maybe they have a, a longer gym age. So maybe it's just a month. So uh, they get through these things in a month, two months, three months. What else is coming down the pike here? Yeah, so what what we're talking about is getting you ready for 
the strength progression. So this is where I think it can be confusing because a lot of the programming that I set up, it takes you all the way into integration in this base phase to find your protocol. That integration, those movements will definitely feel like strength. And it is. That's the thing is that none of the phases are just supporting one thing. It doesn't work that way. So it is where I say we sneak in strength this way. And so we do. We are obviously getting stronger, um, but we're focused. A good way to think of this phase is, to me, is that we are looking at combining mobility plus stability equals ability. And so we're just honing in on improving our ability for the next phase, which is basically getting stronger. So that's what's going to come out next month is the the main focused strength integration phase. But uh, again, I think that regardless of what level anyone's at, they need to start with this phase. I know if somebody is going to hire me, we start with this phase always. And whether they're in season or off season, we start with this phase. I will not start somebody up in a strength phase before we've done that, regardless of their experience level. And yeah, you know, I've had world-class athletes that didn't want to do this, didn't want to go through this. And, um, if we have to, if I have to say, okay, then we're, we're just, uh, you, I can refer you to a, a different person, but if we have to, if we have to skip this phase and I can't, I can't be involved because I believe it's that important. Well, I think you're right. And, and the thing that has that continued to be surprising to me is how many of these high level athletes you take through this, you know, when 10 series and they say, oh my God. I can't move at all in this particular movement, or I can't believe I'm so restricted on this one side. You know, I I, I can run, you know, faster than anybody. Uh, I can bike faster than anybody. I can swim faster than anybody, but I can't do this movement. Right. I mean, just I'll give a quick example of Gabby Williams, and a lot of people have heard her on this podcast before. And she's certainly one of my world-class athletes. She's a professional basketball player, and she was she also set the world record in the high jump for juniors at 15, went to the Olympic trials, and really, I mean, shocked so many people. And uh, she just she stopped by to uh, to go through these movement patterns with me over Christmas break. And uh, just, you know, she plays year-round for basketball. So she's either playing overseas or uh, WNBA here. And so her body, it goes through a lot. And so there's always these things that we need to look at. And uh, I just put her through the one of the tests for her shoulder extension um, and uh, really looking at this is, uh, this is something stick with me here that w- I think will make sense to you. But upward rotation in her scapula is really, really important to be able to achieve. And in that, we're looking at a few different uh, tests, but I've been able to just hone this down to one most important test with the three follow-up movements to do. And we're able to do those things just in one session with her here. And she was able to get out of pain completely and was able to get or that restoration or restore those capacities. And it was easily digested for her. She's doing the movements still right now. And that's what gets me so excited because 
sure with somebody like Gabby, she's got a lot of experience and her nervous system is very advanced. And those, those type of things, those factors do get involved. But what I love about it is that we are able to get those restrictions out. We can obviously improve her performance, which is important. But what's more important to me is immediately we're able to reduce uh, pain and she got completely out of any pain. But we're also looking at her shelf life, right? So I want her moving really well when she's in her 60s, not just in her professional life. And I want that professional life to go as long as she wants it to go. So that, those are things that get me excited. And I think that we miss that. And a lot of times, for example, looking at thoracic mobility, that's something that I have really honed in on to understand that if we're working on these capacities I just explained with Gabby, that thoracic mobility is achieved much better by taking those initial steps first. So these are things that I've been able to find over time with not just myself, but again, with all of of these experts helping me and, and athletes that we've been able to use to see what works best. And that's what I want to bring to, to everyone listening. Um, if you, if you're willing to take these initial steps and I think it is important to say, if you're the kind of person who says, hey, I'm going to enter a little bit of a patience phase here because I realize it takes a while to achieve anything worth achieving. It takes time and effort, and I don't want the quick magical pill. I don't want the quick fix. None of those things are going to help me long-term, and I have not known anything that works long-term like that. So I don't believe in those things. I believe in let's start making those incremental improvements, but most importantly, let's know why we're doing it. Let's know how to do it, and that empowers you, and that's what I am really excited about with this program. So if you'd like to quickly sign up for this program, yeah, well, uh, we uh, you can do it uh, by going to the Pendola Training website, which is pendolatraining.com, P-E-N-D-O-L-A, training.com. And um, you'll find the links there to, to get on to the online training. And uh, we've got some videos on there. We'll have some extras on there. Um, we'll have some more clips uh, from our different podcasts. We'll have uh, spreadsheets for you to follow and um, things to, to really uh, interest you in in what's happening uh, but there's more stuff coming literally all the time we've just released the first series right now the you know when 10 and the protocol series after that um but there's so much more coming literally when we started this project and we started sifting through the videos that we already had in our back pocket we had over 600 videos 600 and that's outrageous uh <laughs> And we'll still be making more even after that. But um, what we've got right now is something easily digestible, easy to consume, easy to follow, and uh, easy to for any person to follow their roadmap, uh, their own roadmap, uh, that can then help them and their specific biomechanics and their specific uh, uh, desires. Now, all of this, all of this right now, it's just $25 a month. And that gets access to these videos, the videos coming down the line. Uh, we'll have um, some ebooks you might have access to and some other things. Um, but it's really going to end up being a lot of content, maybe 600 videos worth. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I would say 
that $25 a month, I don't look, I, I want to be able to serve as many people as possible. But again, I wanted to do it the right way. Now, when somebody hires me individually in here, they're oftentimes it's $2,500 a month. And, and I only say that because I want people to understand first, I can't, there's only so many athletes I'm able to work with at once. But uh, the other part is I, myself, when I was, you know, I had my main athletic goals when I was here, I could not have afforded a trainer who, who had the experience to really help me get to that next level. And I don't believe it should be that much. It's just what I have to charge for my time. So this to me is something I'm really, really proud of and happy with because these programs are very affordable and they'll help a lot of people. And you are getting, I feel like, the best of what's in our programming. It just is, you know, if you're willing to be a self-starter, if you're willing to be accountable to yourself and you just need the right sort of, um, the right sort of education and help, uh, we've given, I feel like a good roadmap where we can show each individual how to get to that goal. It's just that it's not always the same exact route for everyone. So I feel like we created the right map. So if you're willing to take the work and take the initiative and be consistent with this, then I think you can get those same results. You do not need to hire me personally. So this is what I'm proud of. And I I hope you guys will check it out, give it a try. And I love to hear your feedback. Love to get your emails. And um, I really want to get some people who have listened to the podcast and do the program. I want to interview them with their results because I I know that we'll have a lot of success with this with the people who do it and uh, I don't want any false advertising so I will only look at people who have actually done the program and followed it on their own and gotten the results so that's that's what I'm looking forward to I appreciate you guys listening this as always has been a passion of mine to be able to to help as many people as I can I feel like we are finally getting to that point where we have that ability. And Chad, I want to finish by thanking you because if it wasn't for you coming in and doing this with me, there's just, there's no way I would have been able to do this. So thank you so much, brother. Well, I had a little time on my hands, so I I like to hang out with you sometimes. (laughs) I mean... Well, that was the silver lining for this 2020, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate it, guys, and we hope everyone will have a better 2021. We wanted everybody to have a, a, a starting uh, chance here for this. And so let's, uh, let's start our strength the right way. It's, uh, it's January. We can start 2021 with a great plan, and let's see what we can accomplish this year. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. 